In the grim darkness of the second millennia, there is only a shitty podcast hosted by three dorks. A podcast about the grim darkness of the 41st millennia and how incredibly stupid it is. This is Grim Dorks. Hello everyone, welcome to Grim Dorks Discussion Podcast and lore and story of the Warhammer 40,000 universe. I am... So many good options. High on cocaine, John. And joining me as always are my two favorite uh, purple-skinned emo kids. Thank you. I forgot what the how the intro worked. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) I I wasn't sure. (laughs) (laughs) I just wasn't sure, man. All this cocaine. Um, I am. Uh, oh man, which one do I want to go with? Um, homunculus. Oh shit! Uh, I'm metal alchemist. I'm getting mask, Braden. All right, and today, in case you couldn't guess it, we're talking about Drow. Now, the most famous Drow of all is the Spider Queen. Is Drizido Erden? Drizidorn was born in. Wait, <laughs> I shit you not. In high school, I think I was everyone really into is Drizid books. I, I really enjoyed them. Like, yeah, now it's like the overplayed concept, and like everyone and their grandmother has had to deal with that guy showing up with the. He's from an evil race, but well, this one's good. It's kind of like like. There's a There's reason only so many. it's been done to death. That's because at first it was really good. Yeah, and it's a pretty neat idea just at base. But then, but you know what? You know, Evil race doesn't have any good outliers. It. Um, Tyranids. Yes. <laughs> well, this has been Grim Dorks. Uh, this guy- nice. <laughs> but let- that's there it. We get an extra Grim. An extra sexy. Oh no! New Deldar. Yeah, uh, I will also say ahead of time here. We'll try to warn you if we're gonna get into the meaty bits. I don't think we really need to get into too oh, many the, meaty. Did the Dark bits Eldar do that enough? But, um, if you know what I'm saying. The Dark Eldar. We're talking about Dark Eldar, and the Dark Eldar are fucked up. Like, there is... Uh, oh, imagine... It's bad. <laughs> imagine, I, I, like, I, I a shock BDSM scene from a movie that is R-rated. And all the time. Turn that, turn that to 100, and you have Dark Eldar. Yes, and as Brayden said, uh, oh, but the all dead. the time. Are they the most slippery of the Eldar? As such... Oh, dude. Or does the leather oh, does the leather create enough? Fi- uh, it's all the lubricant. It's all the lubricant. Uh, Kamarag, the the floating no, port city, is not... actually a frictionless surface. I know we talked about this last time. Yeah, <laughs> that's because the Deldar made it out of latex. Yeah, correct. Easy yeah. to clean and yeah. lubricant. <laughs> Just one power, power washer wash. and you're done. It, literally, the entire city of. The entire city of Kamarad yeah. only has his one name is power Tony, washer. Really. He hates his job. 
He does. He's also not an Eldar. He is a regular human janitor who no one yeah. dares <laughs> fuck with. Actually, nobody, it's real interesting. Has Steve has an odd there, life like, in the with the dramatic lighting where you only see the dark sockets. You never see their eyeballs. That's Steve <laughs> all the time, no matter what lighting he's in. Like haggard. haggard that sounds grim. like it's all. It's, that sounds like a uh, a dark Eldar uh, mandrake. He's one of the few undocumented perpetuals that exist inside. <laughs> they wore him. He just lives in the webway. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Steve. Well, time to get the cleaning. Power washing. Power washing <laughs> Steve is actually, he has been at every major <laughs> battle just cleaning up after. Yeah. He, he sprayed down the spirit of vengeance. <laughs> he got after um, Horus got fucking wreckled. He cleared all the goo away from his uh, off of his fan four. <laughs> uh, oddly, he really likes the only he's also, for all of this fan four. <laughs> uh, Steve is also the protagonist of Viscera cleanup detail. Yeah, no, that was that was when uh, he was an intern. <laughs> that's, that's just canon. That's just true. That was when he was still working for the Imperium. Now uh, he's got better health healthcare benefits with the Delta. I'm pretty sure he's self-employed. Just subcontracts. The Delta won't let him. <laughs> also, also the last time Trazen, there was one time Trazen did succeed, yeah. but he just power washed his way out. It's like of Doom Tesseract. Guy with a power washer. Yeah. Just hardcore heavy metal rock music <laughs> playing in the background as he's just cleaning. <laughs> I was I was thinking he'd listen to the MIDI version do, do, of all do, of that. Do, do, so, do, 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 you know, it do, could be... To the, to the, to the Wii... Uh, yeah, the Wii, the Wii shop! But he's just, uh, like, hardcore headbanging. Really, though, yeah. the Wii shop music is a fucking banger. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll die on that hill. I love I love Steve. What I was getting to <laughs> was Make sure to tweet us about Steve. Steve the Perpetual well, Cleaner and how here. much you think he is the protagonist of Warhammer 40,000. Let me warn the audience. <laughs> what I'm trying to get to is Deldar have a lot of negative shit about them Man. and a lot of content warnings. We're going to try to avoid a lot of them, but let it be known that we are somewhat self-censoring all of the sexual violence, normal violence, terrible gore and viscera flaying, and the list goes on. This is a species of uh, Mengalas turned up to 11. Yeah. Be aware we're, of we're that. Gonna, we're trying. We're going to try to be pretty good about the content of this episode, but also realize that as a... Like, their codex should come with an adult-only warning on it. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Like I said, we're going to try to obfuscate some of that, but I guess those of you with slightly stronger constitutions, just keep that in mind and think about it every once in a while, that every time we're just talking about murdering, there's an implied whole other list of things. Like, uh, long story short, the dying part is the best part of what a Dark Eldar will do to you. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least. 
Um, so, our friends the Deldar, uh, known now, as we mentioned before, as the Drukari, because copyright, um, well, we, we talked about them before, as they figured out another way to live without getting omnommed by she who right. thirsts. And I think it's important to note here that the Dark Eldar, for, like, the vast majority of them are aristocracy. Like, pre-fall of the Dark, pre-fall of the Eldar aristocracy. So, when you consider in a lot of ways, look at the Dark Eldar, and that's what the Eldar Empire was like pre-fall. Like, right before the fall. Think about that. Turn it... Turn it back, like, three they notches, They don't have to torture yes. people and inflict um, pain to cause their souls from getting eaten, or to stop them from getting eaten, but s- still. To quote another guy on the internet, um, the Deldar, in many ways, take a lot of notes from the fair folk of myth and lore. And I mean, like, the real OG fae. The fae that you're not supposed to make eye contact with because there's, like, a 50-50 chance that they whisk you away uh, forever, flay you alive for amusement, and... Uh, keep you a skinless husk of your former self alive for hundreds of years until they get bored and throw your corpse they into a nice. pit with all the other mm-hmm. ones. And I also that think type of that with, with a nice Winter thick <laughs> dash of Anne Rice vampirism. Yeah. Yes. And latex. That, it... It, and then and then another heap and then you dressed this uh, mannequin up in latex. Yes, it's got the zipper on it <laughs> and a gimp yep. mask. Well, actually, so you know, I, I would say you kind of need to make two mannequins here. Uh, one of them is the gimp mask wearing one, and the other one is the, the one that American put that one in a gimp mask. Um. Number four, the clown one. Uh, <laughs> number four. That's 40, when the Harlequin show up. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. That's the clown. That's the clown. <laughs> Accurate. Um, I feel like we need to add a third mannequin. So there's the Gimp Mask, who is like always, it like, literally, he's like in a, a hazmat suit of leather. And then there's the second mannequin mm-hmm. who got him in that suit. And then there's a third one from behind sitting in a padded chair, also wearing leather, but like. It's only like five belts, and that's it. Like strapped around their body. That's also accurate. <laughs> that is also very accurate for the, the the kind of the middle class of the Deldar. Um, which oddly isn't as much of a joke as I want it to be here. Um, Deldar can kind of be put into three casts. Um, to Maybe four, Mm -hmm. to oversimplify things. We have the lords and ladies. We have the middle class of, I don't want to say regular folk, but the Deldar that are not lords and ladies. Then you have the slave class, which, trust me, there's a lot. 
And last but not least, you have the I would outside call them the system class, which... Oh, that's rude to call them aberrations. Well, like uh, Medusa and well, okay, Mandrake. I don't know about I would you, call... but uh, okay, those are slaves. Those are slaves. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about homunculi, incubi, and the like because those are not lords and ladies. Those are yeah, is anyone weirdos. not a weirdo? Um, in, in who are not Delta, part of which? Society? I'm a weirdo, not a hero. <laughs> All of them are weirdos, you are right, but weirdo even by comparison to all of the oh, other sexual deviant hell beast people. <laughs> this guy got four arms! Three so, of them are penises! Um, no, they got hands at the end. <laughs> True. But his fingers are penises. No <laughs> um, That's my favorite drug. I mean, Finger penis. Edward penis Oh god, how awful. Edward Edward Penis Hands is actually just a Deldar documentary. Um, Deldar are not just even like a joke. Just the true. ultimate like, um, combination between Eldar and Slanesh, aren't they? Well, so here's the funny thing. So all the shit goes down. Uh, Universe does its best Goatsy impression because of the slip and sliding of the Eldar species. Uh, (laughs) And we have the two separate ideas of how to deal, or three ideas of how to deal with it. Option one being the Soul Stone. I know what you said was Goatsy impression. But what I heard was Goatier impression. And now you're just some elf empire that I used to know. (laughs) This has been Grimdor. the final episode of Grimdorks. In their mind. <laughs> That's the soundtrack in the Slanesh part of the war. Yeah. It's the empire that I used to <sighs> know. Uh, it's actually what the webway wall around Kamarag is constantly about. To guess what you're going to say, Fuzzy, I'm guessing of the three ways the Eldar... Uh, dealt with Slanesh. One was no sex at all. One was dress up like clowns. And the third was let's keep going. Well, not at... not... Not quite. So we did talk about this briefly last episode. Option one was the soul stone yes. path that the craft worlds went with. Where essentially they're not gonna get et by Slanesh because we have these convenient little rocks around our necklace around our necks so that when we died, uh the soul just goes into the rock and then we're a six foot tall uh <laughs> Maori man who is And you can smell what ri- he's cooking. No, but really. Um And we can smell what he's cooking. But really, <laughs> we're a real meany episode right now. Um Fair. Uh, and we're 20 minutes in, is what I was getting at. So, what... So, option one was the soul stones. Option three was, fuck it, just live anyway, and then be alright with the fact you're probably gonna get et by Slanesh when you die. Option two was the Deldar option. The inflict pain in order to live forever option. So, 
the thing we didn't get to is that the cabalistic practices of the Deldar are a little more complicated as to how they came about, essentially. Because so many Deldar were, well, high-society fuck-knuckles, mm-hmm. when, when the Goatsy impression occurred uh, and the Eye of Terror opened, all of them really got a bad case of that soul burn. Where the more shit they did and the longer they lived... Th- Slanesh essentially was sipping through a galaxy-wide metaphysical network of coffee stirrers. Which, if you've ever tried to drink through a coffee stirrer, you're aware it's possible, but it's slow and kind of a pain in the ass. That's basically what Slanesh has been doing to every Eldar soul okay. for a hot while. Craftworlders got around it by making soul stones, where essentially they put a rock in the way of the coffee stirrer. Corsairs and Exodites and etc. are just trying to live their best lives and fuck it. Um, Deldar realized that they can refill their soul with the pain of others. And so that's how they get around it. So Slanesh can't... Slanesh essentially is getting a free fucking infinite venti latte made of soul juice because the Deldar are murdering and pillaging and enslaving and torturing in order to refill <clears throat> the venti cup uh, in perpetuity. This also has a little bit. But this also has an interesting side effect, where, like, the craft worlders can get away with using psychic powers all the time because they have put up this wall. Deldar, if they, bec- if they use their psychic inclinations, actually are essentially lighting up a neon sign on their head of, hey, take a big sippy. I'm here, this me. This is a direct line to this particular juicy vein. Um, I just hit my arm. It's a bad fucking idea. So, as such, the Deldar have eschewed all psychicness. They voluntarily kind of cut themselves off from the warp in a lot of ways, or cut themselves off mentally from the warp. They obviously live in it, so... As such, because they're doing that, and all of their magic is Mm ritual-based and death-based, that's how they get around it. They don't want to light up a sign. This has, of course, being several millennia, they've produced some evolution out of this, actually, where Deldar um, are bigger, uh, badder, and uncut. Uh... Like, really, though, the an average Deldar warrior compared to an average uh, Eldar warrior has about, like, double the muscle mass and, like, half a foot on them. Like, they're much bigger and beefier Makes the pushing sweeter. Well, the Deldar... <sighs> I mean, yes, but the Eldar 
still are, at the end of the day, bard classes, where, in their overall life, where they change jobs and thus have multiple things going on, whereas Deldar gave up on all of the casting classes, so all that's left is dex and strength-based ones, you know? So, Craft World Eldar are literally craftspeople. And Dark Eldar are a warrior race that has lived since pre-fall and has honed their skills over centuries, has nothing to do except get swole and torture people. Of course they're going to be beefier. Yeah, basically. Yeah, they got they they that's got a, all that's, the, that's all a the good access take, to the frankly. Elf, elf growth hormone. I mean that's also true because uh well over the last few thousand years they've made they've done some thinking about things and how shit should work um namely the body um their their focus on the physical pleasures kind of goes even into their combat doctrine and their society of how they make more Eldar. Uh, this kind of leads into our first uh, outside-the-system group, the homunculi. No, not the golem people of Full Metal Alchemist, nor literally a tiny man. Uh, first of all, homunculus is spelt is like... Is it spelled like uh, homunculi? Spelled, not spelled. Spelled like well, H A M O N. Oh, hi, monkey Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how they greet each other. <laughs> the hemo is the British way of spelling hemo, which is Greek for blood, which is accurate because these fuckers. Nice. Well, kind of. Um, they do love blood because they're vampires. Well. Uh, they're the Mengalas. No, 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 they're... Those of you who don't know who Yosef Mengele is, to kind of save you a very traumatizing Wikipedia dive, he was a uh, and guy then worked who worked in America in for Project on MK the Nazi Ultra. side I mean, of what? things, who performed terrible... A, a conspiracy fact! That is a conspiracy theory. <laughs> uh, fuck you. Uh, the, the homunculi... Um, Mengele performed all these terrible experiments on a variety of people and did some really terrible fucked up shit. Homunculi are essentially, if that guy also got, you know, a nigh-infinite amount of time to live, psychic powers, and future technology. They experiment on their own and on other species. They bring back, uh... Eldar, the Dark Eldar from the dead. They create new ways of inflicting pain let, and let, suffering. Let me, let me, let me pitch They're this one to you. Okay, so you, you have like a mechanic who sees an old, who sees a car and 
I was about to actually say they're basically the tech right, priests right, right. slash so apothecaries. You have a mechanic of that sees a car continue. and it's like, I wonder how that works, and they take it apart. Homunculi do that with the human body or the Eldar body. This. <laughs> I see Everybody, what you did there. Really. Oh, hey, I didn't even mean it that way. Um. Spoiler alert, I'm actually not very clever. I mostly just stumble into these. Um, so, yeah, homunculi, I mean, shit, man, they don't just experiment on themselves. They experiment on everybody. If they get access to a body, you you bet your ass they're opening that puppy <laughs> Ooh, up. Ooh, I wonder what his liver does. Oh, um, shit, it's the same as everyone else's. <laughs> Who would have they, known? Yeah, though. A little bit, actually, yeah. Um, they they do some weird shit, ranging from giving themselves four arms, um, and I don't just mean, like, an extra forearm, I mean, like, one, two, Bonus arms. arms. Delicious. Um, they do have grad... They do have grad students in the form of racks, uh, who are essentially the underlings, um, of homunculi and our, uh, homunculi, future homunculi in training, um, homunculites is how you technically say that, but, um, that's fucking hard to say, so we call them racks. Um, that's W. Where where would you store them? CKS. Homunculi. Like on racks? (laughs) Well. How dare you? On shelves. No, Bash. shelves. <laughs> um, yep. We don't know how far their science can actually go, but given what we've seen, they're pretty fucking good at what they do. Ranging from creating beings capable of operating, like, six arms that are all fully functional, into, um... Not mm-hmm. Hellions, uh, Mandrakes, and Scourges, and Clawed Fiends, and worse. It's, they're gross, and they do terrible things to people. Um, yeah. Uh, and other creatures. Um, frankly, there's plenty of, uh, there's plenty of shit that I'm not sure if they just pull out of the Warper Xeno species or that the homunculi make. Because, fun fact, the number one rule of a Deldar faction is it better be terrifying or really <laughs> Preferably good at sex. Both. Yes. Preferably what both. If it's, both is what if it's like Steve? What if it's here. terrifying but also terrifyingly good at the sex? Oh, wait, there's my pain engine. Shoves that, dick in the pain so... engine. No. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't sex the pain engine. Okay, here we go. Audience, I th- don't I put your dick I've in the pain engine. Something about Eldar. It's called a pain engine. Mm-hmm. Well, I think <sighs> Dark Eldar exists in, in the idea 
of <laughs> yes, pain going right. all the way full circle back to pleasure and vice versa. Yes. <laughs> they're all sadomasochists. I mean, yeah, they're... They're... It's a species of BDSM fairy Fucking elves! God. Duh! This is the kind of thing you that sassy would not bitch. work if this game came uh, out in this day and age. It would not make it out the door. Yeah. God bless the 80s and 90s. Absolutely. Yes. Right. So you have to keep in mind, Eldar came out as essentially elves, Eldar, but evil. At first, they were literally just like mustache twirly ass villains like they had pretty much pre like 7th edition 7th edition they had almost no good lore the fuckers didn't have a codex it's like we say in a decade to to be a good villain in a universe like this you really need a good motivation and you need to be really bad yeah but like, if you're the evil to everyone else <laughs> who is already marginally yeah. bad, you need to step it and up. And also, in a way, I would say that the the lore update for Dark Eldar made them more fun to play and to like give them more narrative depth. Like the idea of, I mean, we can get into Archons, Incubi, and whatever the one that starts with an L is. The link you buy. Lemayans. We, we we will talk about all they, of these. They all live and interact in what I consider to be the best version of vampire-like fiction, where it's all a game of who can get the most status by killing the others. Is it a meritocracy through yes. killing? Yes. Oh. It, it's like the that uh, group from Riddick. Well, okay. It's like I don't that know group if that's the right series of words, but yes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, they're the a killtocracy. I will maintain... I will maintain the necromongers oh, are one of the coolest fucking things I have ever seen. Dude, both the, aesthetically the weird, stupid, crazy magic shit they do is so I sick. Love- I don't know what these people it's are, so but they have sick. face and, plates. Uh, have you not seen no. the Chronicles the of Riddick? Between the first movie and the second Bitch! movie in terms of tone and content is fucking ridiculous. It, <laughs> they may as well be in different universes. Well, you have to remember... You have to remember, also, hi, welcome to Grim Riddick's, <laughs> our, our Riddick Lord discussion podcast. You have to remember, Pitch Black, the first Riddick movie, came out as, like, a one-off of, like, here's a weird sci-fi story with a weird, interesting protagonist, and they pl- never planned on making another one. But then, Vin Diesel was like, this character's like every D&D character I have ever made. So he agreed to do the cameo for Tokyo God Drift in exchange Honestly. for the rights to that's, Riddick. That's pretty cool. So he did th- he 
So he did that and got them to agree to make Chronicles of Riddick, which came out next, which was a dank adventure action movie with really cool lore and world building. It was fucking magic future. It honestly reminded me a lot of 40K, and I think that might be why I maintain such a hard-on for it to this day. Riddick comes out, and Riddick is... Man, like, Riddick was half good and half just pitch black again. So I'm real middle of the road on it. Because it, it was... The I, back half of the movie was just pitch I black think, again. Honestly, but wet instead Chronicles of dark. Of Riddick, that whole universe could use such an exploration. Like... Okay. Well, so, this is what I heard. The next movie... It is being planned. Vin wants to make... Like, I know him personally. Vin Diesel wants to make it. And the plan is, yeah, this bitch... We're He's gonna follow uh, Carl oh, Urban into sick. the underworld and kick some fucking ass. Which means, baby, we go into the Riddick Warp. Like, that's probably the closest thing uh, we're gonna get to a 40k movie that, that about... A uh, fucking yeah. gray about a gray knight going into the warp. Like this is just going to be Caldor Drago, recall, the, the movie starring Vin Diesel. Hi, hi, dude. Went, died, and came back, and gained the ability uh, to, yeah, kind to of. move so crazy. That's that why he had the weird killed, two places so at once. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> That was such a cool scene. Uh, okay, Braden, your homework is go watch Riddick. It's re- go oh, watch Chronicles of Riddick. It's like really good. Go watch it's just Dreadful really good. Show. Yeah, Penny Dreadful. So I mean, good. that's also Welcome pretty good. Welcome to Penny Dreadful. Dorks. <laughs> it is. I, I wasn't a <laughs> Penny Dorks. How, how many podcasts okay. do you okay, think we can shove yeah. into Here's one episode okay. of our podcast? Uh, we're all stupid busy. We don't get to hang out as much as we want. So this is going to happen. <laughs> Just get used to it. <laughs> like, if you're honestly here for the hardcore, so hard-hitting Warhammer um, lore at this point, I'm surprised you're still here. You left. Then you're in yeah, the right you place. Left three episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have yes. 20 episodes? Buzzy, have you paid attention? Be our 20th episode. No? Okay. We're at like I don't how know. many? Like we're close no. to 30. We, we've recorded this is 29. 20, we're about 30. We're about 30. Yeah, you're right. No, I'm not paying attention. No, I'm not paying attention, John. I barely <laughs> I am aware of the you. date. Huh, for the record, this episode was recorded on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, the only reason I'm aware of that is because I was at a superb owl party. Also, we were placing bets on whether or not Justin Timberlake would be wearing a hat when he started his set. Uh, I lost that. He's bald. He was Man, not wearing a hat. I want him to bring back ramen hair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> do the anyway? Question, do the Dark Eldar have ramen? Dark hairs? Eldar. No, they all have. They all have long, silky, black, snow-white hair. Hair blacker than a raven's crow at midnight. As John was doing a bit before we started recording, where uh, essentially Eldar are if 
Edgar Allan Poe did way more cocaine. I thought that was Corvus. Like Quoth. that's the aesthetic. Quoth the Raven. Well, Corvus Corax is just Edgar Allan Poe. Deldar is once you get him on some cocaine and sprinkle in a little bit of that HP. A little uh, bit of that PHP, a little bit of that HP, and a little bit of that Lovecraft. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. You know what I mean. I don't. I the don't, Dark Eldar turned kinky understand. sex into their profession and also how they keep from dying. Loving crap. Yeah, but I don't understand how those other acronyms. Anyway, never. Uh, That's my dark Eldar. Um, his name is Night Raven. I know. <laughs> Fucking. Hello, my Quoth name is the Raven. Night Fuzzy's Raven. addicted Love to cocaine now. Um. Not too uh. too Corvus. <laughs> you you got to remember. At some point, most Dark Eldar will either meet oh, Jagahante yeah, Khan or Doom yeah. Rider. Um, what do we, what do we, what do we? No, do that's a we, bit. Uh, but in my head canon, they absolutely Doom Riders. We smoke Doom Riders shit because it's just pure, unadulterated, unfiltered demon coke. <laughs> Speed. <laughs> uh. You see, my favorite part about Doom Rider is, in <laughs> it's my just head, so it's not demon coke, it's regular coke. <laughs> it's just regular, everyday, coca uh, so, plant-based cocaine. You're like, you're like, Which, God Doom bless Rider? him, frankly. Um, and you, you open the door to his office, he's buried, in, like, his face is buried in a, in a, like, a mound of white powder. And you're like, Doom Rider, and he just spit, he, like, puts his head up, he's like, what? <laughs> Like, just his face is covered <laughs> in white. Frankly, I'm imagining that interaction goes more like you come in to see fucking purple Ghost Rider face down on his desk, which is also just a pile of cocaine, yeah. on another smaller pile of cocaine. His head is in that. You come in and go, do me? Are you, are you okay? And he just, like, sits up, goes, ah! And fucking laser beams you with his slanesh eyes, and you just fall into a pile of ashes. And that's that and interaction. He's still on yeah. So for anyone that doesn't know, after uh, he is Doom Rider is a motorcycle riding. He's also perpetually uh, demon on his prince motorcycle. of slanesh, and he's fucking awesome. Look up Doom Rider. We also he's just have fantastic. no lore about him. He's like, just Ghost Rider. Is, all, we know, all we know is that he like, used to be an Emperor's Children's Space Marine, and that's it. Yeah, he was a member of the Emperor's Children Legion. He, he was at the Battle of Terror. But even that, we're not sure about that. But then, yeah, oh well. It happened. Okay, now so before we get like stupidly, he's Doom Rider even and he more loves off cocaine. track. Let's talk about Archons. Um, and yeah, which was a sub tangent of the Riddick the tangent. Rider tangent. So, <laughs> <laughs> which had like three sub tangents within itself. Anyway, so. Let's let, let's pull out this pasteboard again and take a look at those casts I mentioned before. So, 
We've already thrown one piece of paper off in this separate cast system of weirdos with the homunculi. Let's get at the top here of our normal cast day system with the Archons. Archons are the big papas of the Deldar, essentially. They are fucked up dudes who have killed, fucked, poisoned, shaked hands, <laughs> shaked dicks, shaked really any appendage you can think of, their way to the top of the ladder. And now they run the fucking show. Each Archon is head of a cabal, which is equivalent to a Tau Sept or a chapter of Space Marines or a uh, legion it, uh, or a division it's, it's of the major Guardsmen, like, what unit of uh, or a craft world. But it's like a house or a clan. Yeah. Um, the Archons rule each of these, and they get there by, uh, well, step one, avoiding a case of sudden decapitation syndrome and getting as many of their political rivals to catch sudden decapitation syndrome as possible. Um, on the battlefield, they're also a fucking force to be reckoned with. Largely due to the fact that they are equipped with when all you're the, the best toys. When you're the one that decides who gets the because, toys. Well, they're the... They're the, you they're get the, the, they're the Gatsby's. And the best ones. Yeah. Also, I just stumbled upon really probably the best way of talking about this. Imagine if the okay. Great Gatsby so, got way more like grimdark. the gang That's war version of Romeo done. and Juliet. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yes. DiCaprio and whoever. So Romeo plus Juliet now, take starring... Gatsby uh, and make it just DiCaprio, the yeah. hardest core porn flick. Ah, oh, you're close. <laughs> also starring Leonardo DiCaprio. And... Yeah, actually... Oh, really, you if you just Warhammer interweave every Leonardo DiCaprio movie, is the eventually... Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is a perpetual. Along with Keanu Reeves. I'm sorry to break that down for everyone. Yeah, all right, I'm sorry go. that that has to be revealed, but Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> at this point is now a perpetual because my understanding of perpetuals is it's like Highlander... Once you die, that's where you're stuck? I feel like Keanu Reeves was one of the guys who helped <laughs> make right. the God Emperor. Like, he just got kind of thrown in. That sounds about right. There. The Algonquin Shamans were like, why not? <laughs> Counterpoint. Counterpoint. He is the current that face of the God Emperor of Mankind. And the, he that's just what... Ke- we know Keanu's been around, like, fucking 600 years at least. So, you know, maybe, maybe that's who, who just what... could be sure? Maybe that's what, just what Big E's going for At right this now. point. Um, Steve, maybe Steve maybe Big Jenner. Papa E is actually well, uh, Justin Timberlake. We don't know. But all I'm saying is, no pure human vessel could contain that much charisma and showmanship. 
I mean, I'll be honest, well, I was kind of underwhelmed, but I did watch my thing about Justin Timberlake is he is his music not. Air. Hold on, yeah, right. I gotta finish this thought first. My thing about Justin. Hey, Timberlake remember when we were doing a forty k podcast? Whatever. But as a showman and just as a person, can't beat him in terms of celebrities. Anyway, forty k podcast. You have these cabals that are headed by archons, and you have a, a, every archon has a sub person <laughs> who is called, I uh, think, a darkon, but I believe that is also incorrect. <laughs> uh, wait. Yes, it's a dracon. I- <laughs> They are not called Darkons, so you have your, but you have your archon, they your do Darkons, have... And then, uh, the Archon yeah, has a, a lady love of sorts, who is called a... LeMan. Do you, uh, <coughs> you know why they're called Dracons? Because <laughs> in, in the meetings, they just drag on and on and on and on. I'm gonna slap your shit. Up and down the infinite halls of Kamarag, uh, I do swear it. to Steve God. Will, Steve will hit you. Um, <laughs> so, each ar- Archons have usually entire houses and battle barges full of Lameans, which are basically Dark Eldar courtesans, uh, and yeah, that's really the it. They're, they're courtesan assassin warriors. They're... The closest thing that we have to a proper lady in 40k, uh, well, or in Deldar, because, well, it's kind of hard to maintain a, maintain a dress when half your job is murdering and everyone else is wearing a BDS. <laughs> Honestly, suit. it's like, frankly, a, you a look like is one. meant to represent that uh, trope of, like, the femme fatale that can also just, like, bisect you with a sword while also poisoning you. Nice. That's fair to say, I think. So, yeah. Um, so, the, the Archons, uh, fight each other almost as much as they fight everything else in the galaxy, uh, but there is, in in the words of perhaps the greatest space marine to ever live, um, uh, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, the cream. When, when Macho Madness runs wild, and on that you, cream it shall be known. Trust me, there's been a lot of cream. Maddest son of a bitch. West of London, England, east of the Mississippi, south to Mars, and north. Well, yeah. It's actually something you know, oddly, that that's sounds like something, something that, that uh, this guy would say. Macho Man Andy Savage. Is uh, that's just a fact. Well, uh, look at that. Macho Man, Macho Man Randy Savage confirmed to actually be a facet of one Asdrubal Vect. Uh, Astrobale Vect is the big papa pimp daddy king he has the biggest hat. of Kamarog. Oh, and the Archon, he does have the biggest hat. Uh, Vect, v- Vect became the Archon of all Archons, 
uh, by, well, doing what all Archons do and murder-fucking his way to the top. Um, he oddly doesn't have a lot of backstory, but despite being over 10,000 fucking years old. Uh, because largely, all you really need to know about Vect is... The knife-eared assholes are called knife-eared assholes almost entirely due to the actions of two people in 40k. Number one is Eldrad, <laughs> because he is a dick. But is that number bad? number zero, the top of the list, is Azrael Vect, the biggest dick Eldar, in 40k. Everyone God, except Eldar call just interchanges Dark Eldar. the biggest dick in 40k. Well, yeah. Oh really? Yes, the only Del only Eldar species like the entire species underst understand the difference between a Deldar and a regular Eldar, which frankly I feel like as if I were a space marine who had seen both, if I had seen wow, that guy's dressed in white and has no spikes. That guy is dressed in black and is covered in spikes. Nah. Probably different. But then again, I also wasn't brainwashed by a pro-humanist... <laughs> your your uh, point is valid in that most people space will only see one society, variety. So, you know. Generally, because if you're seeing one, your odds of <laughs> a long and prosperous life have Unless gone down by clowns. a lot... I mean, even, even let's put a smile clowns, on the face. The Harlequins. Do you think uh, they come in? <laughs> your odds might not come be good. Unicycles. Um, six of them on one unicycle. Yeah, even if they come in on tricycles or unicycles. <laughs> yeah. So, the more you stack um, them up, the stronger they become. To to kind of quickly go through the rest of the things you can take as HQs. Uh, in the Deldar list. Uh, actually, I'll save those for a second. Um, you have Succubi, not to be confused with actual Succubi, or they're also sometimes known as Archites, are two steps down from, uh, Archons. Spelled with a Y. Uh, Succubi lead witch cults. Witches are... Ooh, fancy. Spelled with a Y. Are... Basically, combat drugged up gladiators. Yeah. Uh, and I also believe entirely women? Yeah. Uh, basically, elf BDSM ladies who kind of play jump rope with the line between Ivy from Soul Calibur and uh, Wolverine. Um, but, you know. With Yabos. Um. I've now imagined just Hugh Jackman, <laughs> but like with D cups, and frankly, I think this uh, is how Slash gets in your brain. Uh. I also think I'm bleeding out my ears. Um. So, uh, witch cults, which are groupings of these witch gladiator ladies, are ruled by succubi, who are. Well, they don't really. They don't need to murder each other to get to the top. This is actually one of the more mer meritocratic elements of Deldar society, because they just murder everyone else to get to the top. 
largely because succubi uh, and witch cults run out in raids a lot. Because, well, something we haven't mentioned is Deldar function, <laughs> economically speaking, on the concept of a raid. Raids function as both how to get new flesh for the torture chambers, how to get slaves, how to get raw materials. See, it's really uh, weird when you live how in, to in engage MC in more cocaine hellscape in a subdimension of a subdimension. You can't really harvest raw materials mm. that much. Yeah, not a lot of mining. Um, so, yeah, that's where raids come in, and Succubi often lead sections of these raids. Um, a lot of raids are often led by Archons themselves, with just the pure, <laughs> I want a good old-fashioned murdering, so I'm going out for the day kind of deal. Um, usually also kind of... Still at the top ranks, but at the bottom of, of the top ranks, are the Cabalite Trueborns. So, remember how we mentioned that it takes a really long time for an yeah. Eldar to get pregnant and have a babe? Uh, the Eldar kind of figured out a way around that, courtesy of the homunculi, where essentially, once you... You only have to get, like, three steps in before we can take the fetus out, throw it in a tube... Uh, and fill it with drugs until a week later we have a functioning Eldar again. Now, this... Yeah, this um, takes uh, still some time, but cuts it way down. But because so many Deldar are these tube babies, uh, well, everyone's favorite thing happens. Prejudice! Um... The Cabalite Trueborns are, well, pushed out of their moms like God intended. Oh, God. That, I'm, that's I'm it. That's super the hard. only is leg it, up they have. Is it Macbeth? Really. Or um, The. For. Oh, you can actually kill the dude because I, you were born of a C section. For what? Hey. <clears throat> I don't I know. Macbeth was like, I think it's, I think it's like, Hamlet. Kill your dad, where the sure. witches tell him, "No one born of of man, or yeah." I'm just thinking that probably exists of somewhere, like a mother's something. Yeah, the point <laughs> being, didn't come yeah. out of a vagina, so somehow has a loophole or something. It's it's the kind it's like equivalently as stupid as fucking uh no man shall serve right. in the military capacity of the ecclesiarchy so we made an entirely female based warrior clan uh, uh it's that kind uh, of level it was of stupid Macbeth. anyway there you go so trueborns are just fucking cabalites that came out of an actual vagina and are pampered asshole. <laughs> They're chads. They are, they are the kind of dudes named Derek. <laughs> His name was you know, Derek Dar. And Chad. Chad Dar. Uh, also, uh, Cavalite Trueborns are where a lot oh. of Dracons come from. Uh, 
that is kind of the the point. Um, to go down one notch into the middle class, um, kind of at the top of the middle class, we had and also were into the troops of uh, the standard troops of the Deldar army. We have Incubi. Incubi are basically Deldar aspect warriors. Um, they go to they have a church and their church is murder. They get real good at murder. And their final exam is to go one-on-one with an aspect warrior, which I remind you is someone who has literally become so good and deep into murderizing they cannot stop murderizing. Mostly without the, the aspect warrior. go toe-to-toe with an aspect warrior in single combat, usually without the... A- yep. Uh, and the goal is to essentially... Punch the fucker so hard that you can grab the soul stone from out of the Aspect Warrior armor and fucking crush it. Uh, then, rebuild it in a device called a Tormentor, and the Tormentor literally just tortures the soul inside of the Shattered Stone forever. That's it. That's, that's what that does. They then sometimes put some of those tormentors into their own armor. So they really are just aspect well, warriors, but I evil. think it's that is aspect the sum totality of Incubi. Mixed with the However, they, custodies. Eh. Well, so that does lead me to this right. other thing of, actually, I was wrong. Incubi aren't in the middle class. They are a separate class. Incubi are not loyal to any cabal. They form their own temples in Kamarag. Um, so they're technically outside of such things. Uh, next up, we start getting into, well, witches, as we talked about, are middle classers. Racks, middle class grad students. Uh, and then we start getting even weirder, such as Hellions, which are dudes who fly around on skyboards, and they're just Green Goblin. They're just, they're just evil Green Goblin. Eviler Green Goblin. For, like, Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man Green Goblin. Imagine an entire subset of a culture that does that. That's it. That's all she wrote. (laughs) Um, also in the, uh, flying units type of thing, but the flying single persons, we have Scourges, who are crazy Deldar fuckers who decided to go to a homunculus and get their bones hollowed out and then wings put on them that function. They essentially became, become bird people on purpose. Uh... They're pretty good at it, and they carry big fucking weapons into battle, um, but as with most of the Deldar army, they're kind of jump in, Weird. kill some things, and jump the fuck out, because their bones are one. hollow, they can't take I'm many surprised. fucking hits. Some big surprise. Or stunned, rather. Shocked? Yeah. Uh... Then you have, uh... Beastmasters, you'll never guess what they do. Um, but you're probably wondering, wait, Beastmasters, what, beast? what, what, what beasts? 
Tons. Doggies. Um, this gets us into the under... Well, into the underclasses of Deldar society. Uh, let's kind of go back up to the top for a hot second, because technically these are command units. Medusae are Eldar slaves that get a warp entity put on their head that make them look like a brain, and they're actually the only psychic unit that uh, Deldar use. These strange Medusae things, which they look nothing like snakes, and ironically the Deldar also have snake people as a unit they can bring. Um, I'll get to them next. The Medusae are these weird psychic things that also have eidlectic memories. That they then make fruit. Like, these things have experiences, and fight, and go crazy and shit, and shoot mind bullets and crap like that out of their one mono eye but they they bud and they fruit and when you eat a medusa fruit you experience every memory that is in the fruit so you can theoretically for that maximum murder boner eat a medusa fruit just before going on a raid and thus be experiencing two raids Ooh. at the same time. Because you're vividly hallucinating from the raid you're experiencing from the Medusa fruit, but also murdering live and in color. Uh, or you could just be sitting on your couch and pop a Medusa fruit for, you know, fun. For certain definitions of fun. Um, that said, the Medusa are very much, well a slave race that got pulled out of the warp uh, that the Deldar use just for funsies. Um, next up we have the Slith. Um, they're basically just four-armed Yuan-Ti abominations. Like, they're snake, they're big, long snake boys with four arms. They're a Xeno, technically, but they're also an, a loyal bodyguards to Archons. Um, they're pretty neat, actually. I mean, they're pretty much just snake dudes I mean, that were so like, wait, you guys just do Slanesh's favorite the demon time? prince is Look, a four arm um, snake person. <laughs> Four-armed snake. Yeah, I will admit, this yeah. is a little bit of a chicken or egg type of thing. Um, I The Silith probably came before Fulgrim went full uh, thingy. But um, they are also slightly no, it's a, it's a responsible race. for Fulgrim. Um, th Oh, my bad. Yeah, that's the Lair, who are also snake people that got corrupted by Slanesh and get wiped out by the Emperor's children. Um, yeah, Slith are basically just snake dudes really into cocaine. Um, though they do also sometimes join other factions, particularly Tau, but usually only ones who have not fallen to that dank space cocaine join up with the Tau. Um... Deeper into the slave races, we have the grotesque, which is just uh, basically a person that got a... Um, I think the best way to describe it is Bane? 
like Bane from Batman, they baned a dude. So like he basically becomes the size of an ogre and is hopped up on fucking magic pain cocaine. Um, that said, they also don't have, like, any intelligence anymore. Uh, they're basically servitors, but Dark Eldar. That's the shtick. Except also they're eight feet tall and made of muscle and hate. Sound like cool guys. Um, yeah, uh, next up in terms of cool guys, and I say this unironically, because I really think these ones are cool, Mandrakes. Mandrakes are technically Deldar. Except they're, they live in a part of Kamarag that light cannot exist. Like, you can't bring a flashlight down there. Light literally cannot exist. So these guys all have pitch black skin and white hair and, like, cool green tattoos that glow whenever they leave their, uh, evil dimension. Um, or evil sub-sub-dimension, sub-sub-sub-dimension, excuse me. Um, they all carry cool, a lot of them carry cool scythe blades, and the rest of them carry, uh, base, you know, the main weapon yeah. in Bloodborne, like, the one on the cover, the, like, switch axe that folds out into yeah. basically a big fucking razor, that, they got that, like, it's almost just that. Check our Twitter. There'll be a to picture. Describe what I'm visually seeing. It's pretty fucking much just that one to one. Oh, except serrated. Oh yeah. Um, there's just no better way They're I can cool explain dudes. this. Uh, and I've posted in our group chat, so Braden can look at it. They look cool as shit. And at one point, they did try taking over um, Kamarag, but failed and kind of Oops. almost got wiped out. Uh, yeah. Um, to, uh, Vect especially hate-fucked them back into only a handful of population. Uh, they have since kind of laid pretty low. Um... <laughs> It's a mandrake. It's a mandrake going for a catachan, and it is. It uh, so perfectly what, sums what up everything fuckers? I love and hate about Warhammer. <clears throat> this Rambo ass man with this magic spook. I mean, ghost it looks behind him. It is so. It sick. looks like Illidan's about to fucking stab Rambo, and he has also, a huge. Is what I'm seeing. I am. I am seeing. <laughs> he does have a very and, large torso. Uh, I, um, hi, welcome I to this audio-only medium. Like, the humans have guns as large as they are. They look like toys, but they're, yeah. they actually fire many um, rounds. Yep. Um, next up, we have uh, slaves. They're just slaves. I don't... I don't know really what else to tell you. Okay, they capture let's slaves do, let's all the do time, one and sometimes more. they field them, and usually just bullet. to eat bullets. Um, oh, I was just gonna... Oh, yeah, right. Uh, I was real quick just gonna run through the beasts and pain engines. Uh, they have four beasts. Ghouls, 
they're called ur-ghouls, but they're just normal ghouls, but with more eyes. Razor wings. They're sharp birds. Chimerae, which are dog... It's kind of like a dogger horse version of a hormigant, now that I look at them. But they're also warp entities. Um that the Eldar enslaved. Because, you know. Uh, and lastly, uh, clawed fiends, who are basically like vamp- bat- werewolves, kind of? Um, they remind a lot of people of a unit from the Vampire Counts in Warhammer Fantasy, but they're not that. Uh, and then the two pain engines, which are, um how to best explain this. Remember how we said the homunculi yeah. really like to do experiments, Brayden? What if we... Well, two options. Option one, the Kronos Parasite Engine. What if we made a hentai monster? Yes. You know the kind. Yes. With the okay. tentacles. So... That's that. They're kind of sentient... Organic, Here's my thought for how mechanical, the pain they float around came to be. And they kill things and have a lot of hooks and chains and shit. And, and Archon walked up to a homunculus and said, Hey, make me a pain a engine. A lot of cocaine. And that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of things, honestly, are Archons walking up to homunculi, and it's like... It's actually a lot like business people uh, hearing words uh, be put together from, like, the opposite side of the room, uh, so they go to their team, and it's like, I want, I, hey, I'm triggering John now, like, oh, just, this is everything he hates, you um, because it's his life now. Sometimes on their hands, they have ten. I thought that was, I, I thought that was a given. Oh, Yes. No, they, some of them just have regular tentacles. This one I'm looking at, on its hands, it's got tentacles but with hooks at the end. This one also has a... Has a generally assume tentacle. that... It's got a gun on it. Yeah, so, speaking of scorpions... Speaking of scorpions, let's uh, move over to the other type of pain engine. The Talos pain engine. The Talos pain engine is... Yet another floating hell creature that looks kind of like a scorpion and a mobile weapons platform had a terrible child that was fucking 40 feet long. Um, it... They just have awful knives that's trapped A Talos... Well, that's... There's a reason. A Talos pain engine's main goal is to go grab a victim, incinerate them from the inside out, then they capture the pain of that to use as fuel to propel themselves towards more enemies that it proceeds to stab a lot with all of its knives and then catch some of them and shove it inside them, which they are then kept alive with potions and elixirs that get rapidly vivisected and dismembered. It's <laughs> terrible. 
And frankly, it goes further than that. I'm just electing to stop here. All in all, they're mobile versions of making the Daemon Nacubla, whatever, the things Fabius Bile fucking made that, like, even other Chaos Warriors are like, yo, what the fuck? Talos Pain Engines make that entire shtick look like calm patience. They are terrifying. And also come in multiple variations, such as Chain Ghoul, Shrivener, and Flayer. One of them has I drills for legs. I love and also hate this fucking I'll, let, I'll let you guess which one. And honestly, like, here's the thing. And I think this is a, a good place yeah. to, in, to wrap the episode uh, a little bit. The Dark Eldar are the extreme end of what is goofy about Warhammer. Because they are basically pain vampires that are also drow. And yet, if you dig just just yeah. a little deeper, they can they can yep. be nuanced. They could be. But for so long they've just been the comic uh like cardboard cutout of a villain that that just gets added in to make things worse mustache twiddling villain yeah and it it is kind of a shame because like i've seen some neat interactions mm-hmm. between like vect and any and eldrad <laughs> even like, there have been, like, a couple of times they've shared a conversation, and it's like, what? <laughs> that was cool! Give me more of that! Especially given the fact Vect is fucking, like... Vect is probably born Probably of as old as the fall like, of the Eldar. Like, he's ancient. Would... <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Which is saying something about... Vect and Eldrad both. Uh, yeah. Um, and yet, despite that, fucking Eldar are also just fucking fast attack guerrilla fighters of pain and torture. Like, they're so mustache twiddly, but they could be so cool. But also, it, it, I also think they suffer because they are the combat. They kind of tried shoving all of the elements of not only vampire counts, but also evil uh, evil Mm -hmm. elves and even the elements of uh, the Tomb Kings that the Necron couldn't find a way to work in. Deldar kind of suffer from having all of those thrown in with Mm -hmm. them. And because they are a mixture of so much mustache twiddling they like they're the yeah it's they're just, just it's the way they've been treated i feel like you Dark gotta Eldar dig so fucking deep to get through the mustache time. you know like it's just kind of the way it is because honestly it reaches a point where you have to yet like warhammer as an entity reaches a point where sometimes you just need a cartoonish villain And you know, fucking Vect works. 
he's damn good at being a cartoon villain. Like, shit. He's got a giant hat and, like, fuck-huge claws. Also, real quick, one thing I wanted to mention about Vect before I drop that thread... One of the few people who can go toe-to-motherfucking-toe with Abaddon the Despoiler on tabletop. That is true. Like, they are even almost evenly matched. Yeah, that that aren't Primarch models. Shit. And that title goes to, like, two other people. There are four melee dudes. Yeah. And even, even a lot of Primarchs yeah. can't fucking go toe-to-toe with Abaddon. It's... It's some shit. <laughs> I will say that much. It is some shit. But it's real fucking cool, in my opinion, that this guy, who ostensibly spends most of his time being a dick and planning his enemy's downfall to so that he's, like, 80 miles away minimum before it happens, um... The fact he can also just run up and rip your fucking spine out with his huge hand claws is kind of fucking great. So, yeah... (laughs) That's uh, that's most of Deldar. Sometimes they bring Harlequins <laughs> along because Harlequins don't care. Uh, we'll talk about we'll we'll talk more about that um next episode I think as we cover the rest of the Eldar's shtick, such as Corsairs and Exodites, uh, Harlequins and Yanari. Uh, mainly Yanari, because guess who's fucking important to the lore right now? It's me. Yeah, I was about to say, um... No. The... Deldar. Yeah. They're important. Yeah. It's it's the Deldar, yes. yes. They're the most Everyone important. is important. Equally. <laughs> you know who's actually yeah, the if there's one th- front runner right <laughs> now? Squats. Squats yeah. are God, very yes. important to lore right now. <laughs> God, that that just makes me hard. What if in ninth in ninth edition <laughs> they push the story forward where like even there's further. only one thing that can stop the tyrannids? Squats. The squats. I would I and would shit come, in my own hat and walk into a GW store. Like there's they've been hiding for so long. But yeah, yeah, there's really a planet that like there's like a huge manhole on it and the Imperium discovers it, like why have we never like why have we never looked at Europa this way? And then way? they open up, they open up <laughs> the manhole, and all the squats, all of them, come out. And I then they sh- beat the Tyranids. I okay, hear me out. What if the squats? Okay, we're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to save most of this for an after dork. But what if the squats live in a Camarog like hole in the warp? <laughs> that they what if they live in themselves? the webway? Just nobody knows. What if the squats <laughs> made a made a, a Dyson sphere? <laughs> Where ring world? What what if the squats made Halo? Ooh. <laughs> what if what if the Necrons show up on Terra and uh, a little hatch opens in their chest and inside <laughs> squats are piloting them? <laughs> God, what a twist! <laughs> Necron are the mechas for squats. Squats okay, are so that small. Brayden should be a WWE writer, because with swerves like that, we can get anything done. Anyway, so remember to I email wanna, us. I want to write for 40k. <laughs> remember to email <laughs> us, GrimDorksPod. GrimDorksPod at gmail.com. At GrimDorksPod on Twitter. Email us, please, please. We want to do a just Q&A episode. Uh, probably after we do Eldar, and an After Dork will do Q&A. And maybe a Warp Delve. It depends if Fuzzy will let me do enough random episodes in a row. 
I mean, like, shit, we need to figure out what we're doing after we stop covering the factions. That's fair. I'm <laughs> we have planned! I'm gonna make my, uh... Necrons or Squat Mechas AU tied with my Warhammer 40,000 Treats AU. God bless. Uh, also, look forward to the uh, the episode where Fuzzy and Brayden explain Evangelion to me. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, and man. Brayden and I right. try to explain Beyblade to Fuzzy. I've watched Beyblade! We've been through this! There's only one Fuck thing off. that we need to talk about Beyblade. It's that Moses used the Beyblade <laughs> to part the Red Sea. So, uh, for from everyone is, here, hold the, on, the, hold the on, the hold on. That means does that mean does that mean that the emperor is also a Beyblade master? Because <laughs> actually, that... no, you're incorrect. The emperor is not a Beyblade master. He's a Beyblade. He's actually yeah. the bit beast of he a Beyblade is... <laughs> that has been spinning since before time. What do you think's <laughs> keeping the webway at bay? <laughs> Okay, the okay. power of his spinning so, Beyblade. The go- the Emperor's Golden Throne is actually a Beyblade arena. That's how oh. Malkador died. Malkador uh, ripped the thing to make the Beyblade keep spinning, and that's how he died. <laughs> exactly. Because and that's okay. what all those those psychers that have to join the choir or the Astronomicon. That's what they do. They just give it another let it rip. But every time they have yeah. to do three, two, one, let it rip. Did you know uh, there's the such Imperium a thing as a actually... tournament illegal Beyblade? No. <laughs> I, 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 due to some weirdness, I stumbled into the Beyblade fan niche on YouTube and ended uh-huh. up watching, like, an hour's worth of Beyblade, like, Bay testing, where it was like yes. they were trying different combinations of parts. I've done that, too. And apparently there are illegal combinations of parts because, like, the Beyblade becomes, uh, too heavy and dangerous and, like, it's just fucking basically unbeatable. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah, I watched one where, like, um, they stack, like, two, they tack two pieces together that are, like, the two heaviest pieces, and they had them fight all of, like, the main series, like, protagonist Beyblades, and it destroyed them. Oh yeah, fucking devastated. This tangent right here is so indicative of this episode. (laughs) How did we get on Beyblade? How we we got to it, (laughs) and how we're getting back to actually ending this fucking shit show. (laughs) I'm going to say one more statement and then we can end this. I would like to blame Slanesh. Uh, Continue. The Imperium, instead of shooting many rockets out of their guns, they shoot... uh, Fully powered Beyblades. Bye. <laughs> Mini Beyblades. The Emperor uses a yokai watch. Bye. <laughs> Bakugan. Thank you for listening to Group Dorks. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Like the show? Want to show your dorky pride? Go to bit.ly forward slash grimdorks to pick up a variety of merch. Our theme song is John Hammer by Matt Lee. You can find them on Twitter at NiceWizardMusic. Our background music is Go Home and Be a Family Man by Norn Rad from OC Remix. And remember, Ave Imperator.